Hello. Happy Easter. <laughs> um, thanks, everybody, for coming to our Mexico Mission Trip Forum. As you can see, there are many youth and adults here that went on the trip. They're either wearing their blue Mexico shirt or their Amor Ministries shirt, which is the organization that they build houses with. Um, and then the Mexico shirt was actually designed by Sarah Worley, who is a United Church youth. Um, so she designed the shirt, which is kind of neat, the blue one. So this morning we have a slideshow presentation um, of some of the pictures, and it's kind of fun to see um, all of it since some of the parents and other folks didn't go to Mexico um, and may not know what it's like. Um, but this... This was my second year. I'm Tina, by the way. I'm the director of religious education at the church here. Um, and this is my second year. And, again, another incredible year. And I'm always, like, just so proud of the youth and adult team that goes um, and the work that is done. It's fun. It's um, hard. What's the word? Exhilarosting, right? That was the word that Randy, someone came up with that word on a Mexico trip. Exhilarosting. Um, so we're going to show this slideshow, but also I just wanted to point out um, we do have a bunch more of these. And this every year, um, Keith Lewis, who's the United Church youth pastor, um, organizes a devotional book. And either myself or John, when we go on the trip, we help him write it. Um, and so this year, the theme of our devotional, and we have devotions every morning, like a small group time, um, and it's six simple practices for a happier life. So if this so applies to you and you need, uh, you know, just to go through some of what they went through um, and read some of what they read, there's a bunch of these up here and some in the fellowship hall over on the table by the bulletin boards. So please grab one of these. There's a lot left. Um, and we will start our slideshow and then we'll have youth and adults who went on the trip speak. You guys are awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, Paola sang for us every day, and she continued to say thanks to our group and thank you to God. And every time you would talk to her, she was giving so much uh, gratitude, and there's so much joy there, right? Um, and now, and well, one thing she also said is this is the biggest home she's ever lived in. Um, and so I'm going to bring up youth um, first. And uh, so, I don't know who is ready to come up and give the highlights of the trip this year. Um, the mic is open.
Yeah. Okay. How about all the youth stand up? Who went on the trip? All right, uh, who wants to go first? Derek, Taryn, and Devin. to say but honestly this is just like one of the best experiences you'll ever have in your life it's so fun yeah it's just it's an overall great experience every day it just gets better and better and every night with time as our weather map <laughs> you trying to find it all right well he's trying to find a picture of Tarn's weather map. In case you couldn't tell from the picture, basically he took off his shirt and just drew the map of Mexico on his stomach. <laughs> it's was, it was, it was fairly interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Do you want to say anything? What Devin said. All right. Oh, it's the second one there. Yeah. You can kind <laughs> You can kind of tell he's, like, taking off his shirt. But, yeah, I mean, just everything about it, like how the families make you food when they have not that much. It's just amazing what they do for you and what you can do for them. It's just super fun. Mexico. This is my first year going on the Mexico trip, and it was just wonderful. I think it was all of your guys' first? No, this is my third. This is your third? Oh, okay. I was wrong. <laughs> um, but it was really cool, and it was just so rewarding to get there and build a house for these people and to see how thankful they were and to hear their stories about their life and everything. Um, and it was really great experience. Like, I mean, you got to learn to build a house, something that you'd probably never learn to do. And so it was just really cool, and it was really unique. And so, yeah. Uh, since everyone else talked about the experience, I'll talk about the food. Uh, <laughs> we had two amazing chefs uh, who cooked for us breakfast and dinner and made us sandwiches for lunch. And it was delicious. The in- we were completely full the entire week. There was never hunger. <laughs> So I haven't really prepared anything, but um, it was an amazing experience. Um, Every morning we got to get together and just talk about the day and what's going to happen. And um, just, it was an amazing experience.
this is my third year and her second year. The last two years I went, the first year my brother went, and the second year my dad went. So this was the first year it was just me going. So my experience this year was more about passing on what I've learned in the last two years. And I don't know, I, th I think that made it more fun, already knowing what's going to happen and being able to help other people have the same experience. Words. There's still stucco and sand everywhere. <laughs> it never leaves. Okay, so um, this is my first year going, and it was a super awesome experience. Um, I really liked kind of hanging out with the kids because you could tell that even though they weren't in the greatest situation, they were just kind of making the best of life. And it was like they were always happy. It was just super awesome to see them. So I like that. Uh, this is my second year going, and kids this year I spent a lot more time with than last year. They like being spinning around in circles and the little games where we would have them do piggyback rides through their garbage and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we went through their dump and gave them piggyback rides <laughs> while we were waiting for the stucco to dry. It was a fun trip, and the kids just try to enjoy their life even though they're not in a good situa situation. So, yeah. Good morning. Um, unlike um, my friend here who is oh so organized, having it typed up, um, I just, uh, I have things that I've internalized from the trip. For example, um, at the uh, abuela's house, the grandmother's house, we called her La Bonita, and she always cracked up when we called her that, and that means the pretty one. And, uh, and she always just cracked up when we called her that. And uh, and they, had, they made donuts for the kids a couple of days. And instead of having a rolling pin, they used this tiny little PVC pipe that was about a half inch wide. And they would use that to roll out the dough. And it just shows how much more we have than they have. And then in that particular house, it was this tiny, tiny room that was maybe as big as the little um, video room back here, you know, maybe six by eight or eight by eight. I mean, very small room. And it was two beds, and it was a, just a stovetop and a tiny refrigerator and all their clothes. And then right next to that was a tiny bathroom. And that's how they were living. And so when they said they were afraid they were going to get lost in the new house because it was so big, it was true. It was going to at least triple the size of their home. And that really um, impresses upon me how much, uh, you know, we live, in our house, we live in this tiny little government house, but it's huge. I mean, it is enormous compared to what most of these people are living in. And uh, I really enjoyed seeing the kids who they started off the week, our kids, our, our campers. And they were kind of in their own little cliques and little groups, and as they started to work with other kids, they started to come together. 
and you found that by the end of the week, a lot of the barriers that had been there initially were broken down, and kids that maybe maybe they aren't best buddies, but they really got along well and, and really enjoyed their companionship with one another. Um, I also just, driving around town, a couple of things struck me. For example, um, people didn't necessarily have clotheslines, but they would hang their clothes on chain-link fences to dry in the sun. And, of course, they don't, you know, most of them, they don't have washing machines, they don't have dryers. It's all hand-washed, and you have to let the, the sun dry it, uh, or the wind, because sometimes there were windy days. Um, I also, um, being an animal lover, it's real hard for me to see all the loose dogs that are there, and almost all of the females were lactating or pregnant, and all the male dogs were intact, so you know that's this perpetual problem of overpopulation for the pets. And they aren't pets like ours are, where they're loved and cared for. They're pets there. They have parasites, and so we aren't allowed to touch them and all. But some of the kids and all really love their animals. And so we saw one of the dogs from last year that they called La Princesa, who's the princess. And she was all grown up, and they feed her, and she's, you know, she's more part of the family than a lot of the dogs are down there. Um, I also really enjoyed the whole... Um, companionship that we develop as a group. So I keep telling the kids, if you see me around town, at least pretend you're excited to see me because I'm going to be excited to see you. And, and it's just the campfires and the, um, you know, the community dinners that we have and, and sharing meals and sharing stories and working together. And I know Celeste, one day I'd miss instructions for something, and I said, Celeste, how, what were the instructions? How do I do it? And so she taught me how to do something. It was, you know, how we're supposed to nail in something or put up the, the uh, chicken wire or something like that. And it's really neat to have a young person explain something to me and understand it better themselves. So anyway, I hope that those of you who, who are youth and who haven't had the chance to go consider going and adults that are able-bodied and want the experience of tenting out and uh, taking solar showers with about a gallon and a half of water um, Kids didn't seem to necessarily need a shower. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, and having that great experience. And if you can't, well, next year we, we will have, again, the auction where we raise money for the building supplies and that we also raise money um, for people that can't afford to go. We give them scholarships to be able to go. So I encourage you to um, participate in any way that you can. So thanks. Yeah, I wrote something, but I was writing it at 10 o'clock last night, so <clears throat> I'm not that prepared. Um, so I'm going to write a mystery novel to describe my experiences this year at the Mexico mission trip, but it could take me a while, so here's a short synopsis. Saturday, day one, as Jamie and I waited at the Unitarian Church to meet Tina to pick up the Unitarian van, we wondered, where's Tina? And why didn't we get the keys from her be before Saturday morning? Surely she didn't oversleep. Later that day, as we were driving down I-40, with Tina, by the way, we wondered, what is that noise? It seemed to be coming from the windshield that had just been replaced. And why is the noise getting louder and louder? I will credit Larry with solving this mystery by reaching out the window while he was driving down the highway and determining that the upper gasket on the window had come loose. But Tina did partially redeem herself because she provided the duct tape that we used to tape the top gasket in place to stop the noise. I say partially redeemed because Tina gave us duct tape with minions on it. For those of you that don't know, minions are annoying little yellow guys with glasses from the animated film Despicable Me. 
After that, the Unitarian van became known as the Minion van, and the three small youth, Celeste, Zach, and Joseph, who were riding in the van, were named the Minions by me. <laughs> Sunday, day two, the border crossing. Would we be asked to help build the wall? After all, we had arrived with a large trailer full of tools. <laughs> nah. Monday, day three, cement day on R2 site. Why was it taking so long to finish? I realized that I missed concrete day last year, but I didn't remember it being this hard my first year. Well, we ended up demoting our quality assurance guy <clears throat> after we found out that we had used 30% more cement than normal. Part of the problem was that we hadn't backfilled the area with dirt after we raised the form to level it. The other problem was that we weren't mixing enough rock and sand with the cement because the minions were manning the shovels, and a minion shovel full is smaller than a normal person's <laughs> shovel full. <clears throat> Tuesday. <laughs> day four, framing day on Rusty's site. I met the 78-year-old woman who we were building for. She proceeded to speak to me in Spanish. What was she trying to tell me? I speak very little Spanish, but somehow I was able to understand that she was asking if we could fix a table for her. I passed on the request, and even though I didn't return to that site, I was told that there was a table in her new house when they dedicated it. Wednesday, day five, construction day on R2 site. Why was one of the rake walls short by the width of a two-by-four? <clears throat> Fortunately, it didn't matter according to R2, but we still let Ed Coburn know that he screwed up. After playing and working with our youth for several days, why did the eight-year-old girl, who was a part of the family we were building for, suddenly come up to me and give me a big hug? I don't know, but it was the highlight of my week. Thursday, day six, roofing day on Brad's site. We had decided to finish early that day and go to the Mercado and beach and save the stucco for Friday. Why do they make tents with vents that let very fine sand enter and coat everything inside? After our easy day, we arrived in camp to find several tents in need of repair and restaking because of the wind, which continued to blow hard until this after sundown. How do you keep blowing sand from getting in your dinner? You don't. There's sand everywhere. But those enchiladas still tasted pretty darn good with sand, good enough to leave the shelter of the minion van for a second helping. Friday, stucco day, and dedication day on R2 site. Why does the grueling work of stucco mixing and application cause some people to break out in song? Much to the dismay of the Mexican family, Keith and several other older members <clears throat> of the work crew remembered some songs from the 60s and 70s and just started singing. Songs like Candy Girl, So Happy Together, Build Me Up Buttercup, and Piano Man. During the dedication, I asked Tina to tell the family in Spanish that we were sorry for subjecting them to our singing. <laughs> Saturday, day eight, pack up and border crossing day. Why couldn't my air mattress last one more night? The floor at that church in Flagstaff was hard. Sunday, day nine, our return trip. Why am I looking forward to going back next year? Good luck following that up. Oh, hi, everybody. Um, wow, this was such a cool week, and um, it's my fourth year going, and very rarely does a person get to go with their own kids, and uh, 
and watch them grow and change in the process. Uh, in my own defense, <laughs> the uh, R2 site was, uh, was going very well in the morning, and then a whole bunch of little kids showed up after school and decided they wanted to help, so I totally lost control of the process. Um, but we got it done, and so one half is going to have a lot, lot stronger than the other half. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, this year we got to work with a group of uh, fairly new kids, and I was so blown away by the way they just stepped in, and I heard no complaining. The process of work, they picked it up so quickly, and I was just basically, for this trip, was mostly observing. Didn't have to do a lot of hands-on, and it was really awesome just to let the kids do their thing and step in when you're asked to help and, you know, just a little quality control. And it's an awesome, awesome experience. And uh, anyone that's thinking of going should totally talk to somebody that's gone and check it out because this trip is changing the lives of people in other countries. And Amor, the international organization that actually manages these projects, does, every, does these projects worldwide. So we're just a, a small part of a huge thing, and we're grateful to be able to go to Puerto Penasco, which is one of the, you know, one of the little mellow areas of Mexico. Not too much, not much trouble, and uh, the the kids just work so well together, and it's just uh, I don't even know how to express uh, the faces of the people that we get to meet. Oh, and thanks, Lynn, for translating, because El uh, uh, Baño and, <laughs> and Poquito Espanol don't get very far in <laughs> when you're trying to talk to people. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's a great experience, and I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. We're over time, so we're ending our forum. Thank you, everybody. Let's... Give our youth and adults who went on the trip a round of applause. You guys are awesome. And we'll see you again for Mexico next year, right? And happy Easter. Oh, and every family's going to get a video. So I haven't burned them yet, but you will get one. So be on the lookout for that email.